another episode of Trinity United Church Legon Podcast. And now for today's teaching. And in Jesus Christ's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Eternal God, we thank you for our faith. This has been set into motion as a result of your redemptive plan. And this morning, we thank you that, Lord, we have gathered here because we believe. And because we believe, Lord, we are here so you will bless us. I pray, Lord, that you will speak in the living echoes of your throne and bless our hearts. That, Lord, we will remain in the faith and live all the days of our lives to your glory. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. I'm reading from First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 20 through to 28, and then I will pick it from 35 through to 48. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20 to 28. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ the firstfruits. Then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom of God, the kingdom to God the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted. Who put all things in subjection under him? When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. 35. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? 
you foolish person, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen. And to each kind of seed, its own body. For not all flesh is the same, but there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is of one kind, and the glory of the earthly is of another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For star differs from star in glory. So is it with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the, dust, the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. The word of God. Today is the last in the series of the teachings on the creeds. And this year we have spent time looking at the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. We have also looked at the doctrine of the church, and we have been discussing the doctrine of the last tense. In the discussions on the last tense, we are affirming that we believe in the resurrection. For us who are Christians, the implication of this is that our lives will not end here on this earth. There is life beyond the grave. And in trying to justify this, we try to discuss the fact that Jesus Christ, who died, was buried. But he rose again. And when he rose up, the evidence was clear. There was an empty tomb. The people who lived in Jerusalem could not challenge that fact that he was not in the tomb. 
We also made it clear that from the scriptures, the evidence is that when Jesus rose up from the dead, he showed himself to people. And people testified of him, one of whom was Peter. And Peter testified that they saw Christ, and they could testify that indeed that was the Christ they had worked with. Doubting Thomas could not even go to touch the hands of our Lord. Because when he saw him, he said, my Lord and my God. But we also discussed the fact that on his ascension, he said that he will come again. However, concerning the day, the hour, or the date, Jesus himself acknowledged that he does not know. The angels do not know except the Father. The question we receive, therefore, is that for those of us who are at the boarding pass, for those of us who are on this earth, who look forward to the resurrection, every day, every hour should be a time of preparation. Sometimes people say the Lord has delayed in coming. It is not his will and desire that any person should perish, but that all should come to experience the power of the resurrection that leads to eternal life. And therefore, the Lord continues to warn us. We saw that from the scriptures, a lot of things will happen in the last days. There'll be famine, there'll be earthquakes, there'll be earth tremors, there will be storms. There will be many false prophets. But all these should not be taken as indications that the Lord will come in 2024. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today we speak on the hope of the resurrection. I believe in the resurrection. The hope of the resurrection. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. When the Bible talks about death, it is talking about spiritual separation from God. That is spiritual death and physical separation from other human beings. And that is the one we die and our mortal remains will be buried. But the effect of sin is on both. We die spiritually and become insensitive to the things of God. And because the wages of sin is death, which also includes physical death, whether you believe in Jesus or you do not believe in Jesus, one will die. But the good news is that for those of us who come to experience the power of the resurrection by becoming Christians, by accepting the fact that Christ came to die for our sins and give our lives to him 
In that act, we are regenerated. We experience a level of resurrection. Our spiritual lives are reactivated to be sensitive to the things of God. That is a foretaste of the final resurrection. When we are awakened to the things of God, it means that we are on our way to experience the fullness of that which God has purposed for his children. All those who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and appropriate his finished work on the cross are justified in God's sight. And the Holy Spirit is placed as a seal guaranteeing our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. Ephesians 1, 5 through to 14. So for each one of us here who have believed in Jesus Christ, a seal has been placed on us, guaranteeing that we are children of God. And because we are children of God, God will not in any way bypass us. Christ's death enabled us to identify with him. And therefore, we were crucified with Christ in the context that we, our sins were nailed to the cross. We were buried with Christ because we identify with him. He bore our sins. But we are also resurrected unto newness of life. The good news is that our Lord Jesus is seated in the heavenly place. And by virtue of that, he has reserved seats for us. So we, as heralds of God, can reign with him. We are therefore called to live a Christ-like life. Because even though we are in this world, we are not of this world. And therefore, we always live as people looking forward to where we belong because we have experienced the power of God's resurrection in making us new children of God. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21, we are made aware that Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places. And because of this, it will enable us who believe to experience complete resurrection when Jesus comes to take us home. Since we are living in hope of the resurrection, John exhorts us to live in expectancy of Christ's second coming in all righteousness. I read from 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. 1 John 2, 28. And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, 
we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it, that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Hallelujah. Sabri oris yes ye yen Sabri ordena sempare yen yen praye besen no se yesu christo nyame banoba We will be like him. So when you hear the Sunday school children saying, children, children, that should remind you and me that as children of Christ, because we carry in ourselves his image, we must abide in him. And as we abide in him, we allow his word also to abide in us. So that we stay connected to the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 to 26. The writer of Hebrews exhorts us. To draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of faith. With our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. In verse 23 he exhausts us to hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together and encourage one another all the more as we see the day coming near. My brother, my sister, we are looking forward to the coming of Christ. And that is why when I see you doing something that is wrong and I remind you, don't say, if I'm obeying. Because you are going to live next to my apartment. And I want to make sure that you prepare while you are here, while I'm also preparing. And so the Bible says we should not neglect meeting as we have done. So that through this, we will remind ourselves of the fact that we have a heritage in Christ Jesus. So when you come to church and you hear the word of God, either through singing, through preaching, it is meant to admonish us 
and to enable us to live right because we can be gone at any time. I had a friend who is a traveler. And he tells me sometimes, by the time he gets down at Kotoka International Airport or Accra International Airport, his briefcase is ready. His wife will meet him with another briefcase for another trip. So he's always ready, on the move. And so you and I must always have our briefcase, our clothing, that which Christ has imputed on us by virtue of the fact that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So that at any time when the Lord comes, we will find ourselves ready. But one might ask, what will our resurrected bodies look like? Will it be suits or wedding garments? We can observe from the Bible that when Jesus resurrected, The people who knew him saw him as Jesus. It means in terms of his physique, his appearance, it was Jesus. But the body was not the same. That which was perishable had taken on an imperishable. That could go against gravity. So even though they had closed all the doors and windows, they found Jesus inside. So that which we will be clothed with when the Lord appears, we don't need any tickets. We will ascend. We'll go against gravity. And where the Lord takes us, there we will be. Mary saw Jesus and could identify him. Thomas saw Jesus and he could identify him. And Jesus had hands. He said, come and see my hand that was pierced and my side. It meant that he had that part of hands, head, toes, whatever there is. But the body, that which is made of dust, the perishable, had been clothed with the imperishable. The Apostle Paul indicates that although our outer bodies are wasting away, the inner person is being renewed day by day. And when this body is destroyed, we will be clothed from above so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by eternal life from God. I read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. 
for this light momentary affliction is preparing us, is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly hope is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, if indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we will be unclothed, but that we will be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by this by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Beloved, as for this mortal body, the day we were born, we started dying. Somebody said, and I have been very mindful, anytime I'm having, I have my bath and I use the towel, I'm reminded. He says, when your clean towel cleans your earthly body and becomes dirty, even though you have had your bath, it is an indication that your earthly body is wearing away gradually. So don't be angry with the towel. It is only an indication that this earthly body that is made of clay is gradually wearing out. But the Lord will give unto us a spiritual cloth, a clothing of righteousness, a spiritual body that will come from above. There is some ad, uh, advert, I think it's of one of these washings, soaps for washing. And then you find that immediately there is a sudden change in the, the dressing they are wearing. And then they say, ah, that is what will happen. We will be clothed with the imperishable. But my dear brothers and sisters, there is another part of the story of the resurrection. And that is what we also affirm in the creeds. That the Lord will come to judge both the living and the dead. And so for those of us who really have Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. With the Holy Spirit as a seal or guarantee on us. The Lord will be our advocate and will speak on our behalf. But for those who did not appreciate his work, they will have to stand for themselves. In Roman, uh, Revelations chapter 20, verse 11, reading through to chapter 21, verse 4. Revelations 20, 11. 
Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it. From his presence, earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books, according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and hate gave up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one of them according to what they had done. Then death and hate were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. 21 verse 1 to 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Hallelujah. Ne wo eni daso wosro wosro Me wo eni daso wosro I have another world in view in view I have another world in view My savior is gone to prepare me a place I have another world in view. My Savior is gone to prepare me a place. I have another world in view. We have another world in view. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as we daily affirm our faith in the words of the creeds, let us know that this place is a transit. If you want to live here, all the best. But for us, we have another world in view. And at all times, we stay connected. Let us not switch off our spiritual numbers. So that at any time when the Lord calls us, we will hear his voice. Even if death comes and we are buried, one thing we can know is that that mortal body is going into the grave. But that which is immortal 
has gone to God. And when the Lord appears, that which used to be earthly, that which used to be perishable, will be clothed with the imperishable. And all that the Lord has prepared for us will surely come to pass. Even those who have gone ahead of us, the Bible says they are asleep in Christ. They will wake up. Just that there will be no marriage. So if your spouse has gone ahead, you will see him or her, but no marriage. All the things of marriage which you should have enjoyed is on this earth. But the good news is that we will see each one face to face. And the joy, the joy that we look forward to, I'm sure it will be far more than we ever have thought about. May the good Lord help us so that as we affirm these words, and in the ending part, affirm that we believe in the resurrection of the dead and life everlasting. We will believe it. This one, you cannot put it in the lab and test it. It is faith. Believing in what God has said. And it will surely come to pass. Let us bow our heads and pray. I believe in the resurrection. Do you also believe in the resurrection? Do you look forward to the second coming of Christ? Our resurrection will be made complete when Christ appears. The dead will rise. And the living will experience him. The dead will be clothed with the imperishable. And we who will be alive with this physical body will be transformed to clothe, be clothed with the imperishable. If you know the Lord, I want you to pray and ask the Lord to keep you living in expectancy so that whether we live or die because we are the lords we will not be afraid we will not dread anything of this world but if you do not know Jesus Christ I want to encourage you that is the simple way to experience the power of God's resurrection to see a transformation in your life. A foretaste of the resurrection. And to have the seal of the Holy Spirit placed upon you. So that wherever you are, even if you should die under the sea, by virtue of the seal of the Holy Spirit, you shall experience the imperishable. Pray that the Lord will help you to hold on to your faith.
our Heavenly Father. We thank you that your plans and purposes are yea and amen. You so promised the world of your begotten Son. And indeed, you gave us your begotten Son. He lived and died. He was buried, but the power of God raised him from the dead. So that we who live for you will know that there is life even after the grave. Lord, my prayer is that for all of us who believe in you, strengthen our faith. Help our unbelief that no matter the storms of life, we will be mindful of the fact that, Lord, this is not our home. In the end, the perishable will give way to the imperishable. And Lord, for those who do not know you and are hearing my voice, I pray that your spirit will continue to wrestle with their spirits. Because it is not your will that any person should perish. That they will also experience the power of the resurrection to be awakened from their spiritual death and to experience that new birth. That Lord, when your son appears, we will be able to go boldly before him. We know that Lord, enough preparations have been made for our eternal lives. And we pray Lord therefore that you will help us to live and live as people in hope. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. We are glad you joined us for today's episode. To engage with us some more, kindly search for Trinity United Church Legon on YouTube and Facebook and follow us. You can also join us every Sunday on the premises of Trinity Theological Seminary Legon. Thank you.